oh God, the list is, is kind of endless of what I thought it was going to bring me. And actually yeah. it brought me none of that. And in fact, but what I realised when I left is how much of my identity was being a police officer. Today I have a very special guest and friend, Joe from Mum's Mind, and I'm so excited to welcome her to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the reality of leaving the public sector, which we have both done, and I'm going to let Jo introduce herself. Thank you very much for having me. Um, so uh, like you said, I'm Jo and I am a confidence and mindset coach for mums and I get to work with mums to teach them the tools and techniques to be able to manage their thoughts um, and build their confidence so then they can create the balance in their life that they want. Um, and I just love it it's the best job in the world I never ever thought I'd be here doing it and like we're going to discuss today I was a police officer for 14 15 years um so being sat here and saying that that's what I do as a job still feels completely surreal of how my journey started off with coaching but um but it's true that is me <laughs> I know I think I always think when you do an introduction like that it mm-hmm. everything kind of feels like reality do you know what I mean that you kind of see it from a new perspective so obviously we're going to talk a little bit about um coaching we're going to talk a little bit about kind of how we how we and were able to leave the public sector and I think that being the key i.e being able to and how we both managed to do that because the public sector is somewhere that not many people leave yeah um so do you want to just first off tell us a little bit about that journey around where you are and how you managed to get to where you are now in terms of how did you leave your role as a police officer? Well, so I actually left twice. (laughs) 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 I didn't do it once, I did it twice. Um, So yeah, so I was kind of, well, I was a police officer for, I don't know, my maths isn't good. So around nine, 10 years before I had my first child mm-hmm. um, and then went back after him, but albeit then was part-time. And it changed completely then from before, like it was able to be my life. And, and there's so much in the police that I absolutely love, but it was able to be my life. And I didn't really have much else, you know, to, to worry about. But then through having Benjamin, my priorities completely shifted. Yeah. And I was then a mum and then, working part-time and I always felt and I would say it a million times I can never do 100% at anything I can't be 100% mum and I can't give 100% as a police officer um so that but then I stayed and I had my second um child three years later and it was then really after that that I saw my confidence disappear mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time like it was in my my head it was like now I've got two children it's so much harder to manage the shifts um and I actually left the police then and did a job that definitely wasn't right for me, um, doing inventories for rental properties where I was in empty houses and talking to no one. It was like completely not my cup of tea. As you know, I love to talk. Um, but um, it was just, it was an escape jest. You know what? It was yeah. like a way out. This is can do. Like it was, you know, this would be amazing. It was just anything to get away from what I thought the problem was. Mm. So did that for 18 months and hated it. Learned so much looking back, but it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. Like not talking to anyone is never going to be my cup of tea. I spent more time talking to the estate agents than I did doing the job, which is never a good thing when you're (laughs) going to But um, But then I went back to the police um, and 
through kind of like that's all I knew really like yeah this will be better now like I'll go back to the police this is what I will do but then I really noticed that I was kind of you know putting a brave face on in work and being a completely different person at home um and yeah that's how I kind of got introduced to coaching really but it was definitely so I left twice it's both completely different one was running and the other one was kind of like being able to be in a place where knowing that the police isn't for me anymore and that's okay um and when I left the second time just as hard if not harder because I had the first kind of time ringing in my ears of you know that I needed to go back um but just completely different space to leave in Mm. what do you mean by running like what do you mean by running away from the job because I think this will be really poignant for some people um I speak to a lot of clients around um you know don't run from what you don't don't want run to what you want but this feeling of needing to escape is very prominent for a lot of people especially when they're in their rounds you know how hard it is to work in the public sector the pressures the kind of conversations the negativity the toxicity toxicity everything there feels hard like everything you know you're always fighting a losing battle um so what do you mean kind of the difference between running away from the job versus feeling like it was an empowered decision I think the first time I was kind I was I was I'd always known that I'd learned so much in the police and I never went hating it definitely not I never went hated it I definitely left exhausted I think yeah. that was the like the first time I didn't hate it there was years that I loved being in the police I got to do some amazing things and and really now I see it as this has got me to where I am today mm-hmm. but I left exhausted I left thinking oh I'm off to a better life do you know what I mean like if I change my job then that's gonna answer all my questions all my not questions answer all my worries like it won't be shift work I won't oh god the list is is kind of endless of what I thought it was going to bring me and actually it brought me none of that and in fact what I realized when I left and I probably didn't know this until after having coached like being started to be coached but what I realized when I left is how much of my identity was being a police officer um and that not that I I was never a police officer that would be like hi I'm John a police officer like if I could not tell someone I was a police officer outside of work then that was a good thing for me Um, I would very much pick who I spoke to Mm. um but in my head it was like a sick like I'm Joe the police officer like that was a safe job do you know what I mean like I I didn't realize how much it defined me um and I think there was a lot of that to unpack before then I left the second time um so yeah I didn't ever leave um, hating it I, I could never say that I never left hating it I left exhausted and I left thinking that another job would answer would be the answer to my problems mm. um, that was definitely how I left really the first time interesting as well you talked about like identity I um so I was in the NHS that's where oh. my job was um specifically kind of a communications role yeah. and um I left pretty much just after the third wave of COVID Um, and our our jobs at the time were so immersed in COVID, so immersed in kind of 
the pandemic response and it was among amongst that conversation or just at the end of the conversation where like NHS heroes and you know like mm-hmm. clap, for, clap for carers and things mm-hmm. and I remember our team meetings always being like you know those claps are for us like we are we were we was kind of doing a lot of the messaging around the, the government advice and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I guess leaving that is like leaving your identity as as part of something bigger so I completely resonate with that mm-hmm. like when you leave a job where you are immediately a public servant um you leave that job and, and it's almost like you're turning turning your back on that turning your back on that kind of responsibility that you've had mm-hmm. um and like I said like not a lot of people leave mm-hmm. um so I'm just curious to know like I definitely have one in mind for myself, but what was your hardest, what was the hardest part about leaving a job in the public sector for you? The first or the second time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think when I, like the second time, I think the hardest bit was was the, the identity was was the fact that I was allowed was the fact that I was allowed to feel sad that I was leaving something that I had enjoyed so much um I think that because there's nothing like it you know I, obviously I'm sure the NHS is very similar but in the police there's nothing like it you're a part of something you're like only you and your colleague know what's going on when you go to those calls. Like, you know, you don't speak about it to other people because you can't have the confidentiality and actually yeah. other people can't understand certain things that you deal with and how you deal with them to cope as a human. Yeah. So I think actually, as I'm talking about it, it's leaving that click almost. It's leaving that one of us, like, mm-hmm. and, and also I'm getting goosebumps. Also like stepping out on your own because that's the thing that's the thing that I needed to do. I needed to become happy with who I was to trust that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, there's, there's bad days in the police and there's, you know, days where you, you know, you're thinking, God, I don't want to have to deal with this, but there's, there's a community. There's a, there's other people feeling exactly the same. You're part of something. It's that feeling of like being in the know, isn't it? And I suppose yeah. as soon as you leave, you become something external straight away because there's no middle ground there's no like you can't half in half out you either know or you don't um yeah that's really really interesting I think for me as well like when I think about when I left um one of the biggest hurdles I faced was uh was I guess the acceptance and leaving and being replaced I really yeah. struggled with the idea of like everything I've worked on, all the projects that I've delivered, everything that I've done in my time here. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's done. Like there's nothing like there's going to just be someone else here doing something else. Mm-hmm. And it really frustrated me that all of the effort that I put in felt like it was for nothing. Mm-hmm. Although it wasn't, it really felt like it was for nothing. And then stepping out and saying that you want something else, there's, there's, a tsunami of people waiting to tell you you know how silly it is to leave a job that's so safe and so stable and comes with all these great benefits and mm-hmm. it's really hard to hold on I found to my vision when um I was also really scared and yeah. I ha- was also taking on and dealing with other people's fears as I was triggering them yeah. and 
I found that so hard mm-hmm. to like stay grounded and think, you know what, Jess, this is what you want. This is what you want. And I kept having to remind myself that mm-hmm. this is what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. And even though there were so many people being like, don't go for it. You know, are you sure? Like, this mm-hmm. is really brave. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that really, really challenging. I don't know if you experienced the same. Gosh, de- like most definitely. Like the third, I think the first time because I was exhausted, I was kind of like, I need, like, do you know what I mean? I was just at the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, and and this is going to give me all the answers. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, I know, I know, in my to my core that I would have never been able to leave a second time without changing the way I thought about the first time because mm-hmm. I still had all those people saying, "What are you doing?" Like, but you've got, and also. Like you said, because you trigger them by saying you're going, they then give you the list of reasons why it's a good idea for you to stay to like, to be like, no, this is fine for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like I said, I don't know what it's like in the NHS, but in the police, it's like, hi, I'm Joe. I've got 15 years till I retire. (laughs) Like, so I mean, (laughs) it's like, and I remember telling my husband about this and he was like, no, they don't. And I was like, yes, they do. Mm. And then we would meet like people out and they'd be like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. I've got 10 years left. And he's like, they do. They really do. Countdown. That mindset is, is insane, isn't it? Like, no. if, yeah. like my identity is in how many years left I have to work before I can retire. Yeah. But the thing is, is so the second time I did it, I had the kind of the first time playing in my mind although I'd worked on that to be able to even make that decision yeah um but I had like you know I remember I remember one guy <laughs> we, were, we were doing a briefing and he was like he was like oh I've heard you're leaving and I was like yeah he was like are you sure do you want to reconsider and I was like no 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 <laughs> but the thing is is I completely understand why do you know what I mean but I think I had to get to the point where I completely understood why to not make it mean anything about me yeah totally um, get that totally because, understand. because it was oh my gosh like so scary to leave but it got to the point where it was that tipping point of you're either gonna have to leave or stop the amount of coaching you're doing and that was just the yeah. next jump that I had to do I wanted to do um but yeah it was definitely definitely a time definitely um, a time because I remember when I um I remember when I handed in my notice and my manager was so supportive she was incredible and she mm-hmm. was so excited for me like we were both terrified and excited together at the idea of me not being there anymore I've been there for four years and um mm-hmm. it was my first ever real proper full-time job and um I remember my I guess director at the time asked me to come in and speak to him about the potential of staying um and like what what could they do you know to to keep me um and I honestly there was nothing that they could have offered me to stay a moment longer than I had to and it wasn't about like resentment I wasn't angry at anybody I wasn't upset at anybody it truly got to the point where I was like I need to do this for myself like I need this space I need this break um and I could not I could not see myself staying any longer and I really 
I really didn't realize how much I kind of manifested that that situation but I just could not see myself there thinking I could not see myself in that job at any point in 2022 like and suddenly then I when I left my my last day was in December um right at the end of December and I never ever did work there in 2022 um so I guess my question is Mm -hmm. How did you know that it was time to leave the second time when you'd gone back and, you know, you were, you had done a lot of this mindset work, Mm -hmm. you were in a more positive place. Like, how did you know that it was, it was time to just say, that's it? You know, there was a really like, it's weird, isn't it? When you look back, I I can feel like I can physically feel it. Like there were, I, I knew that I was going like that was my plan I'd, I'd signed up to the coaching where we'd kind of met to like enable me to work on my mindset to be able to leave so I had that plan in place um and I'd done a lot of investment in myself before that it wasn't just like oh now I'm ready like there was a there you know it, it's it's not easy to do um so I don't judge myself for not being able to have done it before I got to where I was but so through covid um i was working at home i was working at home on investigation and although the you know you never deal with nice stuff in the police like i always used to say we never just get to say happy birthday to someone it's always there's always it's always bad stuff there's always someone that isn't getting you know someone that's sad or someone that's you know there's always negative and um which is the nature of the job obviously and um i remember that i was working from home so I was dealing with a case which was, you know, a police investigation, but I, everything else around me was coaching. So at that time I was being coached myself. I was learning to coach people. Um, and so everything else was a completely different environment. So I was able to like deal with the investigation and work on it as hard as I could, but then step away into a completely different world. Yeah. Um, and then there came a time when we needed to go back into the office and I remember Jess oh my gosh like I can feel it I remember I walked back into the office and that environment just hit me like a sack of spuds and I really saw a decline in my mindset and I was like I can't be here yeah like that was it like I I can't like I can't absorb this environment anymore because it's what it's doing to me and and that's not to say that you couldn't get to a point where the thing is, is you're around it all the time. And until you, until you know what else there is, then you just absorb it. You just take it on. But I think it's because I'd opened that vision and I could see yeah. other possibilities and other ways of living. Mm. I was just like, I can't physically absorb anymore. And I remember... You can't, you can't forget a couple it. Of days, no, no. Once, I remember once you've opened it up. Yeah, yeah. And I remember a couple of days before I was due to leave, I was listening to a briefing and I was like, I can't listen to it anymore. I can't take on any more of, of, because I knew, I knew a different way. Do you know what I mean? I knew yeah. there was other possibilities. Um, but, and, and that, that was when I knew that, that that was the right decision for me. So like you said, it wasn't because I'd fallen out with anyone. It wasn't because I didn't like the job. Like, oh my gosh, I learned so much and I got to work with so many amazing people some mm. challenging obviously but like so many amazing people and learned so much but it just wasn't right for me where I was in my life anymore and, and I think that also showed the trust I have myself of like 
it's okay Joe like you've not done anything wrong to not want to do this anymore mm-hmm. and I think that that was it like that was the moment where I was like yeah that's it so interesting I honestly I remember you just um jogged my memory I remember um when I left I left my job in the October and then when I went to take back my stuff in the December on my last day I remember going into the office and everything was exactly the way it's always been everything was exactly how it always had been for the last four years same people same coffee the same desk layout the same everything and I walked in with all my stuff that I'd had for the past two years in lockdown at home and I kind of dropped it on put it down on the table and I was like right you know guys I'm off and they're like all right you know that was kind of it and I walked back to my car and I sat in my car and I did a little video of like this is my last day and then I was expecting this like euphoria to hit me I was expecting like this ah moment of like lightness and like it's done you're free and I didn't get anything like that I drove off and I felt horrible (laughs) I felt so empty I felt so alone I felt Mm -hmm. like what the hell have I done Mm -hmm. what the hell have I done like this was the mistake like I, I I need to take everything back like I honestly like I went full crazy on myself because I was really expecting this like moment of you've done the right thing this realization mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen um and for weeks I, sh- I struggled really badly at the end of December trying to just figure myself out trying to figure out what I needed to do um and I felt really really low because I just mm-hmm like you say all of your identities and all of your achievements are associated with your job and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that all went the community that I was working in in that all went and mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't have any kind of purpose I felt like I didn't have any identity yeah. and I really really struggled with that and that was something that really really surprised me I, I did not see that coming I did not expect to feel so sad afterwards mm-hmm. um Obviously, I got to a point where I was able to release that judgment on myself. Mm-hmm. And I saw it for what it was and which was I that excitement happened when I handed in my notice and me leaving was kind of like the end of end of that result. And mm-hmm. um, and when I was able to really focus on what I did want, a lot of that faded away anyway. Yeah. But I guess my question is, like, did anything did anything stand out and surprise you about the journey of like? I did not see that coming like because I think we all have this idea of what it's like to leave a job and it's always like and for some people it really is that kind of like wow moment of realization but I I didn't I never got that um I was definitely excited when I handed in my notice I was definitely nervous I was definitely scared but I didn't expect this kind of fear cloud of fear to overwhelm me so much on the day that I was driving away from my job forever um I, I just didn't expect it. Um, so yeah, did, had, did anything kind of surprise you about your journey? Yeah. 
there, there was there was two things because obviously we handed in i had to write one down because if i talk about one i'll forget the other <laughs> um we had we kind of handed our notice and left at the same time didn't we mm. yeah yours was the second time and um whilst mine yeah, was so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I think after I left, uh, and we were obviously being coached together at the same time after that. And I remember, I, I think I said for about six weeks after, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed. So I think <laughs> that was it that hit me like that, very much how you've just described, like, as in, like, what do I do now, even though I had a plan in my head. And then I remember, Jess, and I think I've said to, this to you before, I remember you left me a voice note, and you were talking about yourself, and you were saying, my brain doesn't know it's reality now and that's okay and I was like oh my gosh well that's what my problem is so you know like we tell our clients like we you know we we point that out to our clients and we ask questions around that for them but we can't do it in our own mind yeah and and I remember when when you said like you know my brain just doesn't know it's reality at the moment and that's okay and I was like well there you go that's my problem like that is and 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 it's taking that judgment away from yourself isn't yeah. it and the second thing which completely 100% caught me by surprise was I did a breathwork session um again very skeptical um was like this is never gonna work like and and I remember going up to that I remember I wanted to try it because I felt so stuck like I was like mm-hmm. I'm not moving forward I've got all this time I think what happened was for the first couple of weeks I was like yeah I've got loads of time now coaching full time and I was like gung-ho and then I was like oh and then it that kind of yeah. slipped in always forever saying I was overwhelmed as well um and then I had this breath work session and I was like right well I'm gonna have to try this because I did, I'm stuck about something I don't know what it it is so anyway started this breathwork session and I was like oh god this is never gonna work oh my gosh Jess right the the and they, they said like um the coach said like you know you'll get cold during the session and I was like oh, okay yeah well I got cold during the session and then at the end when we spoke about kind of what came up I was uncontrollably crying like sobbing my heart out crying and I was like, I'm sad about leaving the police. Like, and it was all about that. And that was probably two months on. Yeah. And it was all around, you know, I thought I I thought I'd kind of done, and I had done so much work to get to that point. But it was around what I was saying earlier about the feeling sad about it, and that's yeah. okay. And Jess, I was uncontrollably crying, like as in like, you know, what I'd left behind. And and the kind of colleagues you leave behind as well because you have your friends that you stay in contact with but yeah. there's colleagues that especially in jo- like any job but especially in that job you, you do get to know each other a lot more than you you know like I've had jobs before where I've had colleagues but when you're in kind of situations where you're each other's back you're each other's cover like you just get to know them so much more yeah. and even if they might not be someone that you see every day they're important to you and you remember them for different reasons and yeah so I think that's what I didn't realize the amount of emotion it would hit me and actually how much I'd have been carrying that the first time without even being mm. aware like and the impact that that emotion underneath rumbling underneath had and I wouldn't have even been aware of it so yeah definitely when you were talking that really jogged my memory uh, that hit me like a ton of bricks I was like what where's this come from yeah. like I guess yeah it's navigating this new this new space for yourself in your new yeah. reality um and I guess that leads me nicely on to kind of my last question is what advice would you give someone to 
to navigate this time if they're kind of thinking about it if they're approaching this new season where they're thinking about you know handing in the notice how how what advice would you give them to navigate that that time oh my gosh that's a book in itself isn't it <laughs> um I think the I think I think the biggest thing that I had a lot more of the last time as opposed to the first time was awareness of myself yeah like awareness of myself and compassion that I needed and even like you know when when those people come up to you and they say oh you're really brave oh are you sure <laughs> like you need so much compassion yeah. to be able to deal with that because you might be gung-ho and this is yeah this is exactly what I want my decision to be your brain is going to be terrified yeah and so I think awareness like self-awareness massively and like cutting yourself a huge amount of slack yeah because there's it's so much more than leaving a job like and, and actually I was having this exact conversation with a client the other day and, and they were just like well why can't I just make the decision like it's easy you know leave or stay and then when we explored actually all the fear that was under that and all the kind of beliefs that they had around changing that job and about, you know, because yeah, our beliefs are formed between naught and seven, but I've gained loads of beliefs from being in the police, like as in, you know, secure pension, you can't get, you can't get made redundant, like all those things that keep us in that mindset of, I need to stay here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is my long answer to my short tip of a huge amount of compassion for yourself and just watch what you're expecting of yourself because they'll it's so much more than making that decision so much more 100% agree 100% agree with that I can you know it is about that compassion it's about that awareness it's about mm. the intentions that you set for yourself and the intentions behind the actions um so thank mm. you so much for that Please tell everybody where they can find you, um, where they can find your your content, where they can find more about your programs. And if there's anything in specifically that's going on for you right now, please tell us all. So um, I'm on Instagram as Mastering Mum's Mind and I have a Facebook group called Mum's Mind. Um, and at the moment I'm doing one-to-one -one coaching, which is all the details are available on my website of mastering our mind um all three different names which is very uh, handy when your <laughs> facebook and and website address is not um available um but um the thing is jess i want coaching to be as accessible to people as like a phone contract do you know what i mean yeah. we all we all believe we need a phone and i believe that i would have never ever even known a smidge of where I've got to now without coaching and without without working on myself really um so I've got a membership for mums which is currently 29 pounds a month um and there's links through my Instagram on my bio um and within my Facebook group and it's less than a pound a day now I know that is still an investment but I can't tell you how like investing in myself like time and finance has just opened up so many doors that I would have never even dreamed of and also you know we always talk about it don't we that ripple effect yeah. of how it doesn't just have an impact on you but people around you and you know 
my parenting has changed my relationship with my husband has changed how I deal with arguments has changed <laughs> just and that's aside from business and being able to leave my job um so yeah it's um the ripple effect is huge definitely well I'll leave all of um Joe's links in the uh podcast show notes as well so you can just go ahead there and you can have a look around and see what she's got on offer see what fits for you um Joe, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the show we have loved having you and this has been such a great conversation as always because our conversations are always top tier <laughs> um so thank you so much for coming on and I will speak to you soon Thanks, Jeff. See you later, guys.